Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and you're in for a real treat today because we have double trouble. Ronnie and I are pairing up with Krista Wolf and Shannon Jameson. Uh, we portend this to be the most fun episode of Creativity and Compliance ever. So given how much fun Ronnie and I have had over the years, I can't wait. Uh, ladies, I wanted to first thank you all for coming on the podcast and ask you if you could tell our audience about your professional backgrounds and your current role. Sure. So I'll start. Uh, my name is Shannon Jamison. I am the Global Compliance Operations Leader for Agilent Technologies. Uh, prior to joining Agilent about two and a half years ago, I was actually at Roche Diagnostics where I held several roles, uh, to be honest. And uh, my career really started more in PR and marketing. And so my first role at Roche Diagnostics was as a marketing manager for the genomics and oncology portfolio. So doing all of the creative campaign development for that type of work. Uh, and then I went into compliance after the compliance officer snagged me for doing a creative presentation with her. So I ended up here and have been doing compliance for the last almost 10 years now. Krista? Really weird. Yeah, because we have kind of the same uh, path to compliance. Um, so I'm Krista Wolf, and I've been part of the Agilent Unicorn Herd since January of this year. Um, before that, I worked at Qualcomm in various roles for 14 years. Um, I joined compliance because the chief compliance officer snagged me and said, you should come and work with us. Uh, but my background, I'm a graphic designer that just happened to find a really great home in the ethics and compliance world. So, Ronnie, over to you. Yeah, well, so uh, so excited to have you guys on the episode here. Uh, I, to the audience, I met uh, Krista and Shannon at the SCCE conference in the fall. They were doing a program about uh, fun. And and I've, I've called on Agilent before, and they're like, yeah, we don't need you, Ronnie. We're already doing, like, fun stuff. So I'm like, oh, the more we got to know each other, uh, our point of views are very similar about the importance of making ethics compliance engaging, interesting, interesting, thoughtful, fun, like unapologetically fun because it's helpful. So I wanted to start off by saying, like, um, Tell me a little bit about your your uh, your philosophy and what brought you to that conclusion that that being compliance unicorns for your program was the way to go. Yeah, I think that there was a, a switch in the model for compliance or the, these ideas for compliance um, several years ago, and it might be something to do with the pandemic where people just you know at the end just had to have fun. It wasn't about you know, the seriousness anymore of what was going on. And I think that that really framed kind of our team motto now, which is clear, easy, actionable guidance with sprinkles of fun. And why do the work if it's not going to be fun? And so we really take that to heart. We think of all the crazy ideas and then we see what's going to stick. And sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. But 
I think that's really where the philosophy came from. We wanted to just authentically be ourselves these days. I think you can see with my background, I have lots of fun tchotchkes and I and I think that it's important to be colorful and we have colorful hair and awesome shirts. And now we're just authentically ourselves and we really bring that into what we do in compliance and it's become our team philosophy. Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of it, like for me comes from, I didn't, trained to be a compliance professional. I, like I, I was the one that had to take the training that the compliance team was putting out. And I was like, why do we care? Like what, what's in it for me? And, you know, when my, if you're going to spend my time, make it good. Um, and so I came from it from, you know, the end of like, okay, you guys aren't really talking to the people that you want to talk to. And I'm going to pay attention if it's interesting, cool, fun, silly, slightly weird. Um, more people are really just going to like, just give you a second if, you know, you're talking about it in ways that relate to people. So that, that's been just my sort of like driving, <laughs> uh, running down, charging, saying like, let's think about the people that we're trying to reach. I mean, it, it's great. It's, it's, to me, it's so obvious, you know, that this, this is a, an effective way to, to do things because as human beings, we all know that we like hanging around people that we like and people who have listened to this podcast before know that, you know, when you're trying to create a culture, because compliance, ethics compliance touches the entire organization, we have the potential to impact the entire organization, which is wonderful. And sometimes we have, you know, we get in our own way, we impact it by being, by wasting people's time, by being finger wagging and being boring and pushing policies. And it, I feel like it undermines our trust because we're trying to create trust and we're trying to, we want people to come to us with their problems and not avoid us because they're worried about it. So I love everything about this. What do you say? Clever, clear, clear, easy, actionable guidance with sprinkles of fun. Right. And I think you're right, Ronnie. It, no, gone are the days of leading off your training presentation with case studies of where somebody went to jail. Like gone are those days. Those aren't effective, right? That scares people. And we don't want people to be scared of compliance. We want them to understand it and come to us with questions. Yeah, you know, the, it's the old, like, uh, when you're kids, it's the, the the driving test that's like blood runs red in the highway, you know, <laughs> like it just scares the hell out of everybody. Um, and in compliance, if you scare them, they won't come to you for help. They'll bury, they'll, they know the rules and they'll bury their problems. So yeah. it makes a, a ton of sense to me. I also love what you said there about, um, you know, just trying things and seeing what sticks. So, you know, compliance tends to be very much, uh, I think we grip it a little tight. We're like, what's going to be the thing? Because we got to make sure we got everything that's real tightened and buttoned up and make sure it's perfect. And what ends up happening is we end up like scrubbing out anything interesting about it because we're so worried about um, potential blowback. And while that's a, a, a fair concern, we if we're not doing anything interesting, we engage nobody. And I, I think it's a better um, model to try more things uh, knowing that some aren't going to work. And, and you might get a little blowback on that, but at least you've engaged, you know, 90% of the people versus none of the people. Yeah. I mean, right. One of the things we talked about in our presentation at SCCE was like being vulnerable and like jumping in and taking those risks, you know? So yeah, something doesn't stick and you've got to be like, okay, what if nobody likes it? We tried, we did something, something's better than nothing. We learn from it, we move forward, you know, but, but like sitting there and just being afraid because you're, you know, perfect, 
you're never going to get it out. And, and so just like do something, start, right. Get, get moving and, and see what, where it goes. And if it takes off, then run with it. And if it doesn't figure it out, switch directions, you know, that's okay. Yeah. It's great. It's a, it's a good transition to talk about some of the things that you guys have been uh, doing. Um, well, I'll, I'll start by asking you about, uh, cause you just finished compliance week and, um, uh, so you, you don't have to be limited to that. I would love to just hear about some of the fun things that you've been doing. But why don't you start there and tell tell the audience what you all have been doing uh, to celebrate Compliance Week? Compliance Week was fun. Yeah. So um, this was the first year that Agilent was celebrating the official November Compliance uh, and Ethics Awareness Week. So um I've done it before at Qualcomm. We started it up, same kind of thing. Like, what are we going to do? Um, we had to start, right? We've got to start somewhere. Um, we wanted to really work on, our, our purpose for this year was to reintroduce ourselves to the company, right? Start getting ourselves out there, really making a push to educate folks, to show them who we are, why our program is here, what, you know, what we do, why it matters, why they should care. Um, and so we started with that. And we totally started late. Um, we have no budget, no time, <laughs> all the usual things, right? Um, and, I, and I said, okay, I think we should do that. Th- we should do this this year. And um, it was like, okay, but we're swamped. And I was like, we'll do something small. But our purpose is we're going to reintroduce ourselves. And so we started with a brainstorming session. God bless brainstorming sessions. So four of us, um, we got together. We said, all right, it's going to be small. It's going to be easy. What are we going to do with this purpose in mind? And um, Shannon said, trading cards. (laughs) I've always wanted to do trading cards. Like I'm a huge sports fan and I've always wanted to do like baseball cards for the compliance team or even the legal team. Actually, even back when I was in marketing, I was like, let's do baseball cards because then we can tell people in a very short in a very short form what we do, what we're good at, what our specialty is. And so I was like, can we finally do trading cards, please? Like something? Yes. And I said, <laughs> yes, and we're going to do trading cards for sure. Um, and so in the brainstorming session, we said, okay, you know, we're going we're gonna to put out a who we are and that's going to be a trading card thing. And then what else are we going to do? And always we're thinking of fun, but purposeful fun. So we want to make these useful, not just silly. Um, But we also want to do some serious stuff too, which is for us, like we're doing some serious stuff, but um, we do. And we wanted to set this as a marker in the year where we recognized our accomplishments for the past year. And we also set out our objectives for what we're all going to tackle in the coming year. And so now we have this, we did it, you know, we made lists, we put it out there. So message to the company, like we're here, this is what we've done. If you missed that, this is where we're headed. If you want to get involved or, you know, stay tuned. Um, so we did that, which is great. We've got now this thing set, ready to go for every year. Um, and then of course we had to do a bar menu. <laughs> we can't like skip a year of cocktails with compliance ever, um, so we came up with a new bar menu and I actually have a couple, um, screenshots that I can share, um, of what we've done. So these, this is our set of our team trading cards and we did them in the style of like 
Pokemon style where you've all got superpowers and, and strengths and, and what have you. They, um, so everybody, our whole team pitched in. We all submitted our stuff. Um, I can zoom in on a couple of them. So this was our world of magic and delight. And so here's Shannon's. So her pastime, everybody did their pastime. Um, they had to submit a dream pet, and it could be any sort of pet that you the could weirder, possibly the think of. The weirder, the better were the instructions. <laughs> the weirder, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody submitted a superpower. And then underneath that, just like Pokemon cards, it tells you a little story about what this creature, this mythical, magical thing does um, for Agilent. Hey, Krista, let me interrupt for those who are listening. Why don't you read just a... a Oh, yeah, sure. So Shannon's ideal pastime is singing karaoke, and her dream pet is a pink giraffe. Um, Her superpower is mind control. And her um, purpose statement is, as a compliance ops lead, Shannon and her team ensure the compliance program runs smoothly. Employees have what they need to operate with uncompromising integrity. Great. Um, We also each picked an icon, so you can see in the top corner of our card, Shannon's is a sunshine. Um, And then the back of the card, we took, we tapped into our brand new enterprise-enabled generative AI tool, and we took everybody's pastime and dream pet and combined them and asked (laughs) AI to make us our avatars. So Shannon's got this gorgeous flowing pink haired giraffe in a nightclub crooning some karaoke. (laughs) Um, They're so fun. (laughs) They're so fun. And I will say like the impact to this was incredible. So I think Crystal will pull up hers too, because I'll describe hers then on uh, for her, but I've had so many people come up to me or on calls after I've, shown them all of these things. Oh, Shannon, we've got to talk about karaoke. Oh, we've got to talk. And and it just makes it so fun to get to know people a little bit more. It's like something we've lost so much in the hustle and bustle of business. So Krista, you know, she has, her ideal pastime was knitting in a yarn shop and her dream pet was a unicorn alpaca and her superpower is sonic boom. And, you know, as the compliance and engagement education, it's the name of Krista's game. She brings energy and creativity to campaigns, communications, and learning opportunities for all. And so her avatar on the back is this glorious alpaca in a knit shop with the their knitting uh, rainbow yarn all around them. And Again, it was just the most incredible response from the business, the impact. On every call I was on, I was like, hey, guys, let me show you our our trading cards for Compliance Week. Have you seen this? Check out our site. You guys should go and look at everybody's cards and see what they are. Our general counsel made one where he's like um, a sushi-eating gremlin. And like, and nobody would have thought that our general counsel was a sushi eating gremlin except for our general counsel. And so now he is, and it's wonderful. And this is the kind of stuff that makes us approachable to the business. And we rolled it out to everybody, but we also gave them the opportunity to create their own avatars. And we said, hey, use that, use this system and you can type in what your sections are. You give us the form 
and you can create your own. And we had people submit cocktail recipes. We had people submit their other avatars. I had one sales guy in, in Canada tell me that he had so much fun doing it. His son was home from school that day sick. So he made him one and check out what he made for his son. And all of a sudden, right, compliance takes a different tone within the organization about right what we what we can do and what our thought process is and come and talk to us about these things can i uh, let me interject for a second uh, how did you roll it out to the organization what are some of the ways that you got it, you um you know that comms and marketing plan so that people knew about this yeah we are a global company and um shannon and i both work from home as do a lot of agilent employees we're everywhere and so you know yeah we had zero budget we have people everywhere and so i built this this is this sits inside of our uh sharepoint internal sharepoint website that faces the company um we tapped into our employee comms team because uh, we have a weekly newsletter that goes out to everyone so they announced it ahead of time, sent everybody to this page. Um, and then the big thing was that we asked all of our team to do personal outreach. Pick every team that you're part of, every committee, every mail list, every everything. Because doing a personal, hey, have you, you know, checked out what we're doing for our very first awareness week, it's way more impactful than just a company email. Um, we made email signatures for all of us so that every email we sent said, join us for compliance week. Um, we really made an effort. Um, just tap into whoever you know um, and tell them what we're, what we're doing. This was our, um, our banner was integrity every day because compliance week is every week, not just one week a year. Um, but yeah, the personal outreach was really, I think, where we got a lot of folks um, to jump in like our we have a learning uh group here and you know everybody was like oh i get to use our new ai tool sweet um this is fun it's not you know anything super work sensitive you can just play with it um and so yeah people really really got engaged um by us doing the personal touch i i think it's really important to note that right this is a team sport right compliance is a team sport it takes everybody to participate. It takes everybody to, as Krista said, send it out. It's a grassroots effort oftentimes, especially in a more remote environment. And so really you have to get the broader team involved and engaged. We sent it out to our other legal colleagues as well because we sit in the legal department. And you know that's, that's gonna be the game changer for the success of these types of programs is if you can get the team to work as one. Uh, I was going to tip to Tom, but hold on for one second. So you're putting up a graphic here of this cocktails with compliance. Can you like, um, just for those who aren't seeing this, can you visually describe or um, walk us through a couple of them? Cause this is kind of fun. Yeah, we did ethical elixirs for all seasons and reasons. And um, last year I did um, a bar menu uh, that included things like integratinis and anti-briberitas. And so this year, uh, it was a huge hit. It was super fun. People just like dove into it. So this year, we've got our old-fashioned integrity. Um, some things never go out of style, like an old-fashioned or uncompromising integrity. And what we do with these is we um, 
pair each drink with a suggested activity. So the suggested pairing for the old-fashioned integrity is to review our standards of business conduct. Um, we've got a data protection DAC query, and the pairing is to clear your cash and cookies. Um, speak up, straight up. Compliance is never on the rocks. Um, speak up, straight up, we're here to listen. Uh, the pairing is to contact us to ask a question. And then the last one we did was the HCP G&T. <laughs> so you keep your cool, just like a gin and tonic when you're interacting with healthcare professionals. So you can review our guidance on interactions with healthcare providers. So one of the things that I love about this is that it's, it's, it's um, I'm hesitating to use the word simple, but it's a simple idea, right? Like it's a clever writing in graphics. It's not big film productions and things like that but it's taking your, your uh, full creative muscles to sort of bring it to life and it's easy to distribute. And also I love the fact that it, you also got user generated content. You got people to interact with you to create their own avatars. Um, you know, it, it's all about making yourself approachable. And I think this is, it's a lot of people like dig what the stuff that we talk about here, but they say they don't have any budget and this is sort of a low budget way to, to um, to interact with to interact with the audience and have an impact and tell them immediately who you are and what you're about. It's great. Thanks. Yeah, it's almost like no budget. Um, I mean, we have like we have a team subscription to um, the Canva tool, which is like ridiculously inexpensive, and everything went online. So we did no um, nothing was actually physically generated. So aside from our time. Th that was it. Yeah. Um, like, People have asked us though for a print set of the cards. Now they're like, "Can we have? Can you print them? And how? Can we have a card set?" And I'm like, "Sure, we can figure that out when we have the budget and time to do it." But it it's been great. I think. I had people from finance go, oh my gosh, I'd love to do that. How did you do it? And I said, we use Canva. We just use the image generator. She goes, my daughter knows how to use Canva. I'm going to have her. I'm going to put her on this for the finance team. And I was like, fun with finance sounds like a lot of fun, right? So um, yeah, it's just we, in addition to the engagement, it was inspiring for teams too. Our marketing folks were like, we're the creative people. Why didn't we think of this? And they want to go do it. And so we've now had more people come to us say, how did you do this? We want to do it for our team. Because again, in the environment that we're in from a remote standpoint working, how do you get to know people? How do you understand what makes them happy? What makes them, you know, fun? And this is one of those ways to do it. Tom, why don't you chime in? We've been we've been dominating the conversation. Sure. the um, The thing that really struck me was, uh, Chris. I think you said it early on, which is to personalize the people in compliance. And frankly, Ronnie, I'm not sure that's a topic we've ever touched on. We talk about engagement. We talk about making things fun. We talk about what's really important. We talk about culture. We talk about a lot of things on this podcast. And I certainly am one for advocating every CCO needs to go down and have a cup of coffee with a CCO, CFO or buy pizza for the uh, BD guys. But with this, you're actually, you see a value in making yourself a personal human being literally across the company and that that can drive engagement. And that's a topic that I really appreciate you guys bringing up and using. And my other observation is 
in compliance, we are only limited by our imaginations. And that's it. And you guys just thought this up, used Canva and did it. I have a Canva subscription, so I know what it costs. And uh, you're right, it's not that much. And so I try to advocate what can you do today cheaply or with no expense. And you guys have just laid it out. But more importantly, you engaged a wide range of stakeholders in doing so. Um, And so this personalization concept, I really, really enjoy. And I'm definitely going to have to put some uh, serious thinking and writing time into that. So uh, what are your thoughts, Ronnie? We really haven't ever touched on that. Well, yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. I, it's great. It's it's great because what we're really all the stuff that we talk about, like even in the the business that I do, this is what what Kristen and Shannon are doing is really very similar in that we're um, one of the things when we push out fun video shorts, what we hear from our clients is that they go, "Oh, people stop me in the hallway and they talk to me now." Like people like hanging out with people who who uh, are fun and interesting, and also when you're talking about speaking up, like because we deal with some really weighty issues. People are scared, and if they have a connection with somebody, they're more likely to go talk to them and, you know, to them risk the idea of sharing something personal or hard. So it's pretty great. I mean, even back when I was in my Second City days, we used to do, like, live talk shows. We were doing more live events, and the first thing we do, we'd bring compliance up, and we'd go, hey, what's a fun fact? You know, we'd always never talk about business. Like, what's a fun fact? What's something interesting about you that that people don't know? And you've done this with the trading cards, Um concept uh so yeah i think it's pretty awesome let me uh, uh let me ask you a, a another question or two um and then maybe we'll wrap up um when in your session uh you had uh had, we did an exercise where you guys um had people change the lyrics to a song um could you uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about um how you brought that to life or i don't know if that's in the works or something you did before but i thought it was a really fun, low-cost uh, way of involving everybody in, in another fun activity. Yeah, so I love music, and a lot of people do. <laughs> everybody likes music to some degree, and uh, it was back in my previous company, and um, we were talking about the GDPR days. It was privacy, privacy, privacy. Everything was privacy, and I, was, and I just was on a call one day with our privacy officer, and I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we just did a music video or it was like kind of fight for your right to privacy, but it was to the Beastie Boys, fight for your right to party. And we just like changed the lyrics and we, and you guys recorded yourselves and doing fun things to the song. And she was like, let's do it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So, um, so I did it and I changed the lyrics and we made these kind of like homegrown, right? Like fun little internal videos and they were a hit. And so the best part about it was then when the next one came, and again, I go back to compliance as a team sport, when the next one came up of, hey, now here's this other opportunity. It was actually during the pandemic and HR was running a contest for groups to submit things about their teams and how they're connecting with each other. Of course, it was, let's do another music video. And rather than me saying like, okay, well, I'll write the lyrics and we'll figure it all out. People on my team were like, we'll get together and write the lyrics. And I got to tell you, they were better than mine. (laughs) And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And I just think, again, it's connecting with people in parts of their lives that are already existing, right? You can take royalty-free songs, like take me out to the ball game, change the lyrics to something like that and, and make it a fun, you know, sort of 
musical representation of a compliance topic. Um, you know, even as Krista and I talk about other things, it's there's always the underlying compliance part of it. And I think that you can have the fun and you got to do that, but don't lose that compliance piece. It, it, it's great. We did it in the session where they, they had us actually work on lyrics and, um, you know, like, uh, you know, we at our company, we sometimes make original music videos because so we, you know, don't have to license, uh, yes. um, you know, but we're selling, a, you know, products and services. But for an internal company who just wants to change lyrics and use it internally, um, the thing that struck me was the fact that you got other people participating and then other people participating in the writing and participating in the recording getting people involved in these things is huge because, you know, get, getting by and one thing for someone to read and attest to something, the other is to have them participate in the building of something. Um, and then you can even get user generated content. People can make selfie videos singing of these things that can you reshare. It's, it's a fun, a and fun. We definitely, and we definitely saw it in the session too, Ronnie, right? Like, I don't think that anybody went to SCCE thinking that they'd get up and sing in any session that they were attending. And not only did they do that, my reaction every single time was this huge grin on my face, this like beautiful shock and surprise. But we ran out of time for that activity. We had more people, more compliance officers, more compliance managers wanting to make compliance lyrics to a, a song and get up and sing. Who would have thought that was going to happen? It, yeah, you know, it, it, that's why, you know, when I talk to people outside of this uh, uh, community, they're like, oh, gosh, compli-. you're like, no, no, these are human beings who are pretty interesting, thoughtful people on your side. It's that whole thing about we need to rebrand what compliance means to people, which is what you all are doing at, at your core, which is something that, that Tom and I are, are big, big fans of. Um, well, to, to wrap up, like uh, I, I've take I have a couple of notes that I've taken here, but what are um, some lessons learned or anything that you want to leave the audience with in terms of how, things that they can either philosophically or tactically take back to their organizations? Um, yeah. I mean, I think first of all, if you've not done a compliance week before, just do it, do something, right. Just get started. And like I said, we haven't done a monster compliance week. We just got started. And what we did was build a foundation for, what we can do now moving forward. So now we've got our team bios, we've got the beginning of our website build out where we can demonstrate to everybody who we are, what we do, right? We, these aren't things that we just dispose of and like move on. Um, now we can take this next year and build on it and make something bigger. Um, so I'm super excited that we did it because we have all this material now. Um, but the second thing that's a really big thing for me is that this is not just a once a year thing. And um, it's easy to just like plan for compliance week, but it's also not that hard to just grab some spaces, like look at your calendar for the year, mark off some holidays, like weird holidays. I mean, pick something super strange and like set a marker and say, we're going to do a little outreach on this. Um, Groundhog Day. Right, right. I mean, we do Valentine's Day and we send out um, puns of appreciation to all of our business partners saying like, I am so thankful for you. Um, you know, things, it, it's just a marker that you've got now stuff throughout the year where you're touching, reaching out, you're, you're reminding people that we're here and it's not just once a year, it's all the time. We're not just silly once a year. We're not just purposeful once a year. We're here, you know, to help forever. Um, 
And so just keep it going. So just, you know, set it up now. And once you have this cadence, it gets easier to do it. Um, you know, starting is a little hard, but then you, you've got something to run with. So um, that's my huge takeaway is to keep it going. My takeaway is to be authentic, right? I think that because we are who we are and this is how we like to show up and what we like to do and what kind of fills our bucket or whatever you want to say, spreads our sunshine, you know, it's, it's, it's with authenticity, right? Like this is what we really enjoy. And you can sense that about us when we're out there with people. If this isn't your brand of compliance, that's okay too, right? But if you want to do these types of programs, then engage with somebody who can, who does bring that to the table for you, right? And so it's being authentic. It's not forcing yourself into something that might still not feel really comfortable or good for you, but right, like then engaging and making it part of the team really helps. So can you have a clear, easy, Clear, easy, actionable guidance with sprinkles of fun. Yes, <laughs> rainbow actually, sprinkles. Rainbow sprinkles of fun. I love clear Glittery e- sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's even Raining like sprinkles. <laughs> even like Malcolm Gladwell, people like that talk about like simplicity, ease of access, clear. Like I love like I love clear, easy, actionable, and then of course obviously sprinkles of fun. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, also love uh, try new things, um, involve people. Um, humanize yourself and keep it going throughout the year. I mean, love it so much. Tom, back to you. Sure. Uh, Ladies, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, I wanted to ask both of you all, if our listeners wanted any more information on yourselves or any of the topics we've touched on, what might be the best place or places for them to go? LinkedIn works for me. Ditto. Ditto, ditto. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll put it. We'll, not, we'll, not a word used. Not a word used enough. Ditto. Clear. <laughs> easy. Yes, um, and we'll we'll put that in the the show notes. Well, I don't know exactly what that means, but we'll find we'll we'll put that in there so people can contact you if they want more information. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was a Thanks lot of for fun. having us. Yeah. This was and a blast. I wanted to thank you both. So say goodbye, Ronnie. Everybody say goodbye. Bye, Ronnie. Bye, Ronnie. See you later, Ronnie. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.